Welcome to Fat Chat, episode 20. We've got Josh with us, as always. Hello, everybody. We have Peter with us, hanging hey. out. And we have the birthday boy, Zach. Happy birthday, Choo! Zach. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. You guys are a few weeks late. It's okay, though. No, it's your whole month. It it's is whole the year. whole month, but the birthday is past. But it was sometime in this month, in this quarter. But I get the whole rest of the month. I got a few more days to go. Yeah, so you get the rest of, of the year. We're just going to celebrate your birthday from now on. It's been really good. It's always Zach's birthday, you guys. You should just send him presents. It All doesn't time. have to be expensive stuff. You Actually, can literally, like, let's not send presents. No, let's send you him presents. You can reward us with your presents by buying an Insert Disc 4 shirt. And then what you can do is send him pieces of it at a time. <laughs> but don't send me pieces of anything else, like People. the murder victim you're trying to hide. Yeah, we don't want to be part of that. We'd like not to be part of that. Maybe pieces of eight, but... That's about it. That's send him everything it. you can, you guys. It's his birthday year round, so make sure you just send him gifts. Send him happy birthdays, the most ridiculous birthday cards you can find. Tweet him at him. We should throw it's not Zach birthday party. Let's do it. Ooh, yes, that's a good reason to get it trashed. Terrific. <laughs> it's a good reason. You're totally invited because <laughs> it's not your birthday. Boom, boom. It's your unbirthday, sir. Very merry unbirthday. And I can cry if I want to. Terrific. Die if I want to. Episode twenty, you guys. Goes up every week on SoundCloud and YouTube. Now that we have video, love the video. Sure. Fantastic. Um, you can go to fatgaming.com. It'll take you to all of our uh, great things. It'll get, show you guys our Twitter, our YouTube, and the store is currently down, but it will be back soon. So this week, you guys, we've got a lot going on. Um, some pretty cool news. I know kind of stuff that kind of touched on what we discussed last, last week. Um, let's talk about the NX controller. They showed it. It looked terrible. We all hated it. Turns out it was a hoax. Feelings on that. It was an oval Vita. I was really excited for it, to be completely honest. Not so much the design, but <laughs> man. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a hoax. And then you, you have more details well, on it. Yeah, so. so there was a picture that was released that was a hoax. And then somebody had taken that picture and actually built a model of it that they actually had on a video where they were showing it around like on a desk. And it was... That was fake because that was actually these people who build like 3D, have a 3D printer. They're like, it's their um, job. It's like their job. It's like their company. And then they built it. And then they're like, oh, this is what it is. And they came out. They're like, well, we're sorry. This was a hoax. I'm so, so, so sorry. So bad. And then um, you're like, this is how it works. And they showed you how they made it. But uh, I saw some real cool concept footage of it where like if, if it was, if that was real, it, I would have liked it, you know, because it had the whole, like, you press the button and then it pops up like a menu and it's like a touch screen. The whole thing, though, was based off the patent that Nintendo filed, so it's not completely made up. The patent? Patent. Patent. <laughs> general patent. <laughs> sure. Okay. We, we live Payton. in America. Sure. Okay. Payton, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so it was off, actually, like, their schematic drawings, and they're usually pretty close to what they file. Except it didn't have a, a 3D cutout guy walking through trees. 
That was the only thing that I didn't see from the schematic. My real issue with it That would have sold me. It's small. Just like it didn't fit in your hand. Like there was obviously no way for it to... There was no like grip. There There's was no, no ergonomics. Yeah. Like zero. It, like, was like, it it's came almost to a like point. A, it's almost like a phone with a controller attached to it. But if your phone came to a point but at the end, point. Yeah, yeah, it'd be ridiculous. So, so yeah, it just... Um, I'm glad it's a hoax. Nintendo... Please, 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 Don't please, 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 please. Judge by all please. the fun people made of them online. Just take it as a hint. And please, come up with more please. cell phone games. When has that ever worked, huh? though? When please. has Nintendo ever listened to the community? Better, no. Please, 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 please. I think he's saying please. please. Do not. Anybody else stop. hear him? Do not I'm sorry. make that your console. These yeah. are the cries landing now on the welcome mat of Nintendo's doorstep. Oh, yeah. no. It, it needed to be like under there. So anyone listening, it was like subliminal. Like, please don't do it. Just, now, now you're just begging. It's, yeah. Now you're, yeah. you're I'm literally begging you, Nintendo. Do not, do not make that your console. Don't do it. All right. We'll move on. We'll power past that because I could talk about how upset that made me. It was, it was actually it was really bad. Like, I, yeah. the, I, uh. Uh, PlayStation 4.5. A lot of rumors Cheer. about it. Supposedly... It is a real thing and should be out by October. It's getting announced before, which is getting cool. announced because October is VR headset release time. So I think this will kind of be like a cool thing to like introduce. Does Sony have another conference this year? They yeah. do. They have E3 conference, which would be perfect yep. to probably announce it at with all the VR stuff so. that they're coming out with too. Um, I'm kind of curious on the price though. I, that's all I want to hear. I want to hear price I'd, and specs. I'd imagine to be the price of like when it first came out. Yeah, like three ninety nine. I want to keep that. Four hundred. Well, I think it would point. be six hundred with the, like a bundle with the VR. Uh, you know what? He's got a point though. They could up the hard drive the too. I don't think they'll do five hundred gigs anymore at this no point. You think? It'll cost more than it'll cost more than that. Considering the VR bundle already costs five hundred. Yeah, the VR by itself is four hundred. Oh, you, he said coming with the VR. He headset? said with the VR. Yeah. Oh, hell no, no way, no. Yeah, no that's way. gonna be like yeah. if they did that, like they might be able to squeak by with like eight hundred. Give you the console and the VR headset unit by itself. I'm yeah, I'll say three ninety nine or four ninety nine, just the yeah. four point five unit. So I agree. I I would yeah, I would buy just the unit too because that's something that I would look forward to. It's, it looks like you know it sounds like it's gonna be smaller. No, it's going to have more power to it. I don't even care about like the unit size. Like even if it's a little bit bigger, if it is more powerful and like can upscale the stuff that I currently have, and then can promise me better performance on the stuff coming out. This is going to that's really cool. Four K capability. Yep, four K. And you know what's funny too? From launch rumors, that was supposedly going to be a thing in PlayStation Four. Well, it is. I mean, the PS Four can play four K video, just not four K games. But that's what I'm saying, though. It was rumored always for games, and then it just kind of like. It was always a rumor mill. It was never official announcement. So I'm kind of curious yeah. if this is kind of coming I think back. When PlayStation 4 came out, 4K was just really starting to get the yeah, momentum just, behind it. Yeah, just started coming out. Just, Every TV yeah. company put out like a 4K TV that year, and then yeah, everybody bought them, and then none of the consoles yeah. do it. So it's um, exciting. I know, Zach, you're going to be really excited about this because we've discussed it. We've discussed renting a van to come to find you when Pokemon Go comes out. And they did show oh, God, the video yeah. of Pokemon Go. The first kind of PlayStation or Nintendo, obviously Nintendo. I'm just giving you a hard time. PlayStation showed it, you guys. Go go find it. Ridiculous. It's okay. Pokemon Go. Okay, so <laughs> they found it. Um, and they said in April we're actually getting a lot of Sun and Moon footage as well. So it seems like they're kind yeah. of keeping that Pokemon mill churning, making sure that we're not losing interest. And it makes sense too, because like they've got like limited edition plushies that are out at every toy store that are like super hard to get. They have all this Pokemon everything right now. 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. Pokemon's uh, clothing is now on like every retail store right yep. now. I can't walk in somewhere without like seeing anything Pokemon related anymore. It's a good awesome. time to be alive. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really good time to be around for Pokemon, especially if you grew up with it and want to introduce your kids to it too. It's a perfect time. No, it really is. I'm really excited with it. Um, it's crazy though because like 
couple years ago, obviously my two big things are Star Wars Pokemon. I used to walk into a store. If I saw anything Star Wars, anything Pokemon, I just bought it. There wasn't too much of it. It now was easy enough. There's so much coming of it. out the ears. Yeah, I can't even like do that anymore. And I have to be very selective about what I buy for both of them just because I don't have this huge income to buy an entire warehouse full of stuff. New Pikachu pin. That comes in a yeah. stupid card pack. It's like, Ooh, a, it's like a $40 card pack. Just it comes with pen. a single Pikachu pin, and he wants none of the cards. He just wants the pin. I'll take your cards. So if there's anybody out there for who wants a bucks. $40 no. pack <laughs> of cards for 30 bucks, hit up Peter. Let him know. He'll just take the pin. That's all he wants. What do you guys think of that video, though, so far? Mm. Like, what came out? Like, are you impressed? Because it looks very... Oh, from the screenshots very that I saw still. is it kind of brings up like a, a Google Maps... Yeah, it shows where you as the you trainer can show where there. you are, and yeah. I think it shows where your friends are and where the Pokemon are. So yeah. it kind of has you getting out of the house, going around the corner. Um, and then when you bring it up into the screen, it kind of seems like once you get it in frame, you don't you don't have to move your phone anymore. Mm-mm. You just throw balls at it. That, that doesn't seem like riveting gameplay, but the aspect of the player versus player part of it that they've kind of... Right, which they've never about. shown yet. They like, we don't know about, what battles so know, look like. Yeah, we nothing. don't know a lot about it. But we, From what the commercials show, and once again, they've just shown very little about it. It doesn't look like they're doing anything, though. It doesn't look like a normal Pokemon game where they have their form moves, you're picking them. It looks like you just kind of hit them against each other. Oh, and the game can I say that when we first started itself. talking about it? Well, we did, and nobody debated against well, that. Well, they'll probably yeah. level up, and I think that the level was up. You remember, I can't remember which Pokemon came with it, became a little pedometer. Heart, uh, sil- heart, silver, and heart gold. A pedometer. They're both not heart. Soul, Whatever. silver, heart gold. There we <laughs> what go. Did I say? A pedometer. <laughs> it, <laughs> raises, <laughs> it raises your uh, pedo. <laughs> and I got in trouble. And a bear comes out. Jesus, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, I mean, I think what it is, you know, you'll, you'll get it in your phone and how much you walk and how much you travel. With Pokemon Go active, you know, with your GPS locator on or whatever. How much battery in your phone you waste and how much data you waste. Exactly. This and, guy. And then Time to it'll raise. level up your Pokemon that way. I mean, there's tons of games out there already that the more you walk, you know, the yeah. most phones these days to have the pedometer. Pedometer. Do you, think, pedometer. <laughs> do you think this will facilitate in the new game, Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon? Because I, I strongly think it's going to. I think it's going to relate. How, you can transfer Pokemon over. Nah, I think it's got nothing to do with each other. Yeah, it just. Not in the world. I, I don't think from moving to a phone to a console, like to your DS, because I mean, potentially this game is going to come out on the 3DS because right. it's supposed to come out soon. Obviously, the VR stuff is still, you know, kind of petering out as it is. It's just slowly kind of drizzling yeah. on us. Um, so I, I'm assuming it's a 3DS game. There's no connection right now between your phone and your 3DS. It's just not an option. Unless there's like an online repository. But is Game Freak making the phone version? Nope. No, they're not. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be. That's um, We talked about it one of the previous shows. The people that made um, that giant Google game, yep. Ignis or whatever it's called. Yep. So they're the people making it. Yeah, so I don't see him connecting at all. I think this is more of just a interactive way. It's also a way to get like a new audience who maybe wasn't who didn't buy 3DSs, who didn't play Pokemon to kind of get into it, you know. We're really excited about it. We'll talk to our friends. We'll get them to download it. Blah blah blah. They we're gonna get a van. Do you guys think the drive you around is selling more stuff on the mobiles or maybe just giving them a taste and trying to get people to buy 3DSs or an X handheld. I get what you mean, like a teaser for like what Pokemon actually is. Like, get yeah. this free download on your phone, explore I, it, but then get it on your DS for the real yeah, stuff. Or do you think like they want Microtransactions. There's got to be microtransactions. That's Probably. That's a perfect platform for it. We can do cosmetic, better balls. Um, oh, you God. Know, I'm all that better ball life. They like sell Ballin, you like, I love some balls say. at like a dollar a piece. Yeah, or you could probably 30. earn them through in-game currency, I'm sure. But it's like you buy can buy by walking, buy probably by walking. Yeah, so you take a step every 
100 steps is a dollar. Um, Don't even joke like that. I'll, I'll fast before that even happens. <laughs> Bundle it up in your jeans and throw it in the dryer. You know, I doubt they do that because people can... Turn the heat off. People do that all the time. They can check their phones to do that. Yeah. I don't think they'd do that. But there'll, be, be, there'll be a cap just like in the just like on the 3DS when you get the gold coins, you cap out at like $100 a day or $1,000 a day, so that's the most you can get. Just and like then, the pedometer on heart it, silver. Exactly. Heart silver. Soul silver. Soul silver. Whatever. I don't remember. I just remember I got the both of them. Okay. At least since you bought them both, you get a pass. I mean, so. can we make a burrito bet right here? Okay. What is it? We get people, we climb a volcano, and we get Magmar, we get Charizard, we get Moltres, but we go to a volcano. Okay. Before, Whoever cops out first, you got to buy the rest of us burritos. Before we decide on that, we're going. I have a question. Do we think in Pokemon Go there's going to be one legendary for everybody? Like a Moltres. No, they already disproved that in, uh, in the trailer. That was Pikachu. It's just, no, it's just a big event. Everybody who's there gets it. But you have to go there. Lame. Yep. Kind of like Egress. Yeah, like if you're at like a like, central location, yeah. everybody can partake yeah. in it. So there really is no such thing as just three of the legendary birds. There's now an infinite amount. I want to know if you can get a ditto, though, and just have it breed everything my, for you. My, my question with the game, though, is they're going to have to have an almost intimate knowledge of the cities that they're putting these places out for because they yeah, can just see Google, Google Maps, Maps and it has and it just has you know like things but even Google Maps are sometimes outdated in places. So about people who want to play this in Baghdad, Arizona? Guess There's what? No, no connection, no you game. Know, but do you have a connection out in Baghdad? There's internet. Out I'm there. just, but if but, you're connecting, it's updating. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like there's there's places off the roads. I mean, you got you, there's a, there's a there's like really hazardous land out there that's like submit a trouble hazardous ticket. material land out there. I so bet you, put it out there. I bet you it doesn't get that. I bet you it gets. Oh, that'd be a good place to find a grimer. It gets very basic. It's like okay, there's going to be deserts. You get a desert Pokemon. There's mountains which will have specific Sand Pokemon true. in there. Um, it's just going to be very basic. Obviously, cities are going to have yeah, Trubbish, Ratatatas, you know, things like that. Ooh, Alakazam probably. Pokemon. You know, it's all going to be based around just like the basic geography. It's not going to be like Geo dude well, in this part of the earth. Like, I, you're, no, that, it's not. I, no, that, you're wrong. I, but no. that no, <laughs> but that isolates that isolates people who maybe can't travel or some kids, you know, who who trade. They can't travel because travel. You know, I I can't just get up and be like, what well, time we go to California today? I'm going to go to the beach. Uh, but we will be. Like we he will said, be though, doing that. That's a lot of trading. That's like the social part of it. It's, to not, it's not just to get you out of your house. It's to get you talking with other people, trading with other people. Yeah. Somebody, can't come to, somebody can't come to Arizona and catch the Flygon that's outside, so you catch it and you trade it to them for their Lapras because they can catch Laprases all day. And then you meet up, and then they give you their STDs, and that's that. Ooh, what if you could get a fishing rod and like cast your phone <laughs> out into the water, but, like That'd be cool. not actually throw your phone, I wonder, but like I cast your lure? I wonder if somebody's gonna like see Pokemon and throw their phone at it <laughs> by accident. My 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 oh, practically rebuttal to Wrist that strap. is Nintendo has never ever ever been okay with social interaction. Look how hard it is on the 3ds. That's why Nintendo is. That's why Nintendo's not making it. Game Freak's not making it. They outsourced it to a company who does do phone stuff, mobile stuff, have that online connection because they're like because they have a platform for it. Already. They're straight like we don't know how to do this. Somebody else do it for us. <laughs> I wonder if uh, anyone's been stabbed because of ingress. Probably. I, I hey man, why you on my lawn? I'm just trying to hack this node real quick, man. Man, you get the hell of my lawn. Okay, I can, I can so see that I still think you guys have way too high hopes for this game. End of the day, were you happy with the footage? 
With the NX controller? No, with the PlayStation Go footage that we saw. No, because it's choppy. He even put, I think it's up on a TV too from his phone. It's like, you can tell like it's like the prototype stage for it. But I think the NX controller is going to make that full cycle with cell phones, NX, and DS. I think it's the missing loop out of everything. I'm just saying that. Moving on. Were you happy with the footage? Uh, Definitely not. Peter, happy with the footage? Nope. I'm going to say no as well. And I would also Man. like to point out, we all gave one-word answers where you gave like a paragraph. You're like, I wrote a short story to explain my feelings. <laughs> I'll shorten my responses Go. for you. I can say Zach is wrong because he started to make sense in that sentence. And that's where I know just no. That's yeah, if I make sense about anything, even if it's a really that good Anything Nintendo, then you're just, you're getting your hopes oh, too high. Oh, that's true. Okay, I forgot yeah. we're on the Nintendo topic. I'm yeah. still stuck in Sony mode. I'm sorry. You are. Okay, so we'll yeah. jump back to Sony. Well, VR, I guess it's not necessarily. Kevin Spacey, fantastic actor. Supports VR a lot, a lot. He like fully like endorses it. What does that like? What does that mean from a gamer's perspective? What do you guys think that like somebody like that endorsing it is that he's been doing it for a while? So like the biggest thing that first came out, he did House of Cards, great yep. show. If nobody's seen it on Netflix, go watch it. Um, he did Call of Duty, so he's been like in the gaming industry yeah, a so little bit. Andrew too with that. He had an iPad game that he was playing that got really big on Monument the show. Valley. What was it? Monument Valley. Monument Valley, which is a really good puzzle game, and that took off. So he likes investing his time. Now the cool part about this is he doesn't do any like outside research or any outside endorsing. This is all in his personal time. So like when he's acting and doing all this other stuff, he actually likes video games and like likes the technology. His product placement on House of Cards is too good. It's really yeah. funny. He's got so a like, PlayStation Vita. Very first episode, he's like playing <laughs> Call of Duty on his like PS3, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. one episode, he like walks in. Is that a PlayStation Vita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Kevin Spacey's great though. So I mean, if if he's getting involved with something, people notice. But he genuinely likes this stuff. And he had this long-winded statement I read, and it was great. It was very heartfelt. So it's cool to see somebody of his age getting into this stuff and really endorsing it for what it is. So that makes me really happy about where this stuff is going. Kevin Spacey has always been uh, really involved with his fans and community. Uh, I mean, he's recently done things for film schools. Uh, he'll show up, you know, show people how to act, help people learn how to direct, and he'll be an actor in their like little film school movies. Damn, you know, so he's always yeah. he's always about the little guy. So him getting involved with projects, you know, on his own personal beliefs and stuff like that is really cool because he he's very passionate about whatever he is passionate about. You know, and he's very um, outspoken, well spoken individual, and he's got a very prestigious acting career behind him. And so I think that anything that he says gives weight and it's going to get more people in the VR. And I think that's a good endorsement to have. Yeah, I'd like yep. to kind of add to yours, I think, because a lot of gamers, we know a lot about VR. We do the research ourselves. You know, we go look at these 30 billion different websites. We go out to events like PSX where we actually have to try them. The mass audience, though, they like VR is a new thing to them. You know, uh, you show some, even like the Samsung VR, a very simple one, and they're blown away that it's even like a thing now that's like in stores. You can buy it. Your phone works on it. You know, we've been approaching this for a while we understand that it's a a thing when somebody big like kevin spacey kind of comes through and says look like vr this is where it's going this is going to be a thing i think it catches attention of people who maybe had nothing to do with gaming beforehand but they knew him but they knew him yeah you know kevin spacey's a notable name people know who he is he's a he's a big net in himself like whatever he casts out there he'll take a whole bunch of people with. well who else big names have uh um done gaming like things i know robin williams was a big one for a while i mean he named his kid zelda yeah Yeah. i think like we forget too like vr is 
we just look at it from the game perspective, but VR is launching. It's a lot bigger than gaming. Yeah. yeah. Other industries like movies are getting into this and there's going to be all that kind of stuff. Even and he said he liked like the utility aspects. So the utility Porn, Yeah, there's going to be like, all, well, gaming is like That's a very small now. part of VR and like all these industries like simultaneously are launching this. Gaming is just a part of it. Even for like really practical stuff like uh, training like like technicians and stuff like how to work a car. Like we could put a yeah. VR and you could literally go and fix any vehicle, anything like that. And you don't have to worry about buying this million dollar machine. You know, you can train somebody to fix a helicopter without going to buy a helicopter. You World don't get their guns. hands on them. Have you ever played World of Guns? Nope. This assembly game? That'd be cool in VR. Sorry, guys. No, it's cool. <laughs> so, Badass as hell. You got the gun, take the part, <laughs> x-ray. So you guys, a lot of news this week. Um, definitely go check it out. You know, kind of scour it. Check out the VR stuff for yourself. It's coming soon. Um, I know a few places kind of sold out really quick on their uh, reserves, even Amazon for a while. I think Amazon's actually currently sold out. Keep checking, though, because those pre-orders are coming back. Like, every other day, they, like, pop up for, like, an hour, sell out really quick. So keep an eye out for it, you guys. Um, And uh, that's the news. Something serious. So this topic is actually going to come from last week. We were talking about cheating. End of the topic, end of the conversation. He's like, what about strategy guides? That We were going to talk about it. It decided it was a, needed its whole segment to itself because strategy guides come into a lot of places. First off, do you consider them cheating? Um, does it ruin replay value? Are they worth the value? Um, so there's a lot to talk about with strategy guides. Peter, feelings on strategy guides? Good, bad, cheating? Let's. What's your... When I was a kid, I used to always buy a strategy guide because I just want to like bust it open and look at it before I could even play the game. Or like when my mom's like, you've had enough screen time and I can sit there and just read the strategy guide. But now it's like, if I open it, I start reading like the story stuff and I ruin it for myself. So I really don't use them anymore. The only one that I have had like really good practical use with was the Skyrim one because I was sick of looking up stuff online, just have it on my coffee table. It was I literally could flip that open quicker and find what I needed than I... That thing was like an online. encyclopedia. That's I have it right there. It's huge. So. so now I'm just buying. I still buy strategy guides, but I always buy the collector's edition, the hardcover ones, and it's literally it's just vain just to have it on my shelf. That's all it is. I have the uh, GTA Five collector's edition. Nice. I got that one over there as well. So, what are your feelings on strategy guides? Then I grew up on them, man. Well, I didn't grow up on them. I only have a select few. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones that I the, that I really, really, really needed and had them for the one, the number one that sticks out in my head is Morrowind. Because um, that thing was an encyclopedia thing it was huge, thing. but the way it was written was written like it was the guy. It was hilarious. He was funny. The good dude would like sat down with this game. You could tell he sat down for twenty, fifty, sixty, hundred hours writing this, playing this game, write the strategy guide. Um, really helped out. But as far as it being considered cheating, you know, I think that it's a, it's a utility. It's a resource. You know, and if you you look into a strategy guide, clearly you're stuck. You know, if you're, I mean, granted, if you're looking ahead. And you're like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm like, I, when I had the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time strategy guide, um, had I not had that, I would have never figured out the Water Temple. It's fair. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of them have changed, though, because back in the day, I remember playing Monkey Island, and they have walkthroughs, but that was a very, like, puzzle-driven game. And if you look at the thing, it just gives you the answers, basically. So if you yep. now it's yeah. more like, I mean, if you use a strategy guide for GTA, there's still so much, like, mechanic and shooting involved. You're They're not going to... Strategy rather than yeah. just the answers. Exactly, it's truly a strategy guide. It kind of yeah. gives you a direction to move. Even if you know all the answers, it doesn't mean you're going to do it unless you're like half decent. I, I think I think that there is a, a cheating element to it. I mean, in a lot of strategy guides, there was just cheat codes in the back, you know. But that um, goes back to our cheating. Well, conversation. yeah, those are cheat codes. But um, 
I guess if you're using it's it's hard it's hard because strategy guys. I mean, you said that anything that kind of gives you an edge is cheating, and strategy guys give you an edge. That's what they're there mm-hmm. for. Um, you know, Prima Games has been making them for decades. Prima, yep. Prima. Thank you, Prima. 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 Whatever. I say Prima because I'm not Italian. Prima. <laughs> okay. Prima. So you sound Prima. like you sound like you are a strategy guy aficionado. What, what feelings on strategy guys? Prima verde. Uh, no, but um, so I'm kind of like Peter. Like I grew up off that game freaks, uh, game FAQs, right? That kind of stuff. Like on the internet when it was like dial up. Um, I do it now too. Like I buy a collector's edition when like a new game comes out. If they're available. I don't so much do it for me anymore. I mostly just do it now for like the fam. Like my wife, like she loves having guides. She likes having it out. She's definitely a book reader. So like having it in front of her to go through that kind of stuff. And then like now a lot of these collector's editions, they come with an e-guide code on the back, which I love because my catalog is actually built off whatever I buy her. I just take the digital copy and pull it up on the computer if I'm stuck or if I want to find like one of those little trinkets you got to go through and collect for a trophy. Because I hate looking up YouTube videos and like watching and being like, <laughs> I still don't know where this guy is at. And then skip the video 30 seconds in. You're like, oh, it's right by the cathedral. Shit. Like, and then going and find the little trinket. Yeah. So um, I do like the guys for that, that kind of stuff. Like GTA, like final the pigeons. And oh it's like my hung God. Them, like, you go ahead and use a strategy guide. Like, be a normal person. Like a There's, map that has that, like all stuff designated. I love I, that stuff. That's why I like the division because you can lock the dogs that just tell you where. Tell you where it's stuff. Yeah. Is. I love it. <laughs> so there's one. I don't even know if I'd call it a strategy guide, but every year it comes out. I waste my money on it. It's the same thing as it was last year, but I buy it every time because there's like Pokedex. six new editions. The Pokedex. I knew it. Every knew time it. <laughs> I buy the Pokedex, and they always come out in two. They always come out as a strategy guide, and then there's a second one that comes out as the Pokedex. Pokedex. The last one sucked balls though. Normally, I skip over the strategy guide and I just buy the Pokedex and. They actually, so the last one wasn't super useful, but it was really cool. But they changed the size of it. Nintendo has these stupid little yeah. half, they went from like full size to half size. size. Now. So on my it, shelf, it looks garbage. It looks really nice though on its own though, because it looks like a book. It doesn't look like a strategy guide. It's like a book. It's hard covered. It's got like a hard back. No, they it, ruined it. No, you're right. I used to have the Pokedex that looks like Ash's Pokedex. Do you know how much those yeah, things are worth now? Like those things back? are worth like incredible amounts of money because seriously, there's like, like the ones you got from like the Scholastics like I have, yeah, I have an school? actual oh I have God. an actual Pokedex somewhere. You open it up and it's got like a little eight bit figure of Pokedex. You yeah, click yeah. You can click no, through. those things are worth like a ton of money because there's like six of them left because every kid broke theirs because they ran around. They're like, I'm Ash. And then eventually they want to throw their Pokeball, and without thinking, they threw their Pokedex and it snapped <laughs> and broke. And so there's like six of them left in existence or I, something. I kept mine in my room. Oh my god! No one saw because no one knew I was into Pokemon. Well, it's probably worth something now. I ran a racket at school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Strategy guides to me, I feel like there is a certain element, like you said, where it kind of does give you an what? edge, where that edge almost feels like cheating. What about learning multiplayer maps? They're not like heat maps because you can get heat maps now. But like before, it would give you the edge, like, like Halo. You know how you pick up the guns; it would tell you where all the guns are on the map. So before you get into multiplayer, I know that on this map there's these guns. I know all my, you know, roots. Go and, for it because it's multiplayer. And Do really, you want and you're gonna get smoked regardless. I like, don't feel like that's really cheating either, because all it does is put you like two matches ahead of everybody else. Because once those people have played those matches two or three times, they know where all the guns are. It. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it really just like. And if you pick up the game even like a week late and you buy that strategy guide, all it does is put you on like an even playing field with the people who are currently playing. Because my Halo Rage strategy guide, I used it because it would tell me uh, damage, like damage uh, ranges between, you know, hey, you're in this range, you know, had all the fall off on it. It was really cool, Um, you know, but. It's just kind of those things are getting outdated now. But so like the multiplayer gets outdated like instantly too because they just do it like what 
they balance the weapons or variants then, of the same map where it's yeah. like they block off a portion they, well that changed something like, and yeah, your strategy guide is obviously yeah. in ink it doesn't change that's so. the thing with guides too that's like really tricky these days because like street fighter is big on that right like he's saying it gives you the advantage like this is the hitbox size to this punch and then it's like they come out and patch something because they're like this kick was way too damn powerful we're sorry and then it's like it nerfs your book, and then like you gotta like, would you go back in there and mark it with a marker like where it's at now, or would you just be like, oh, ah, well, that's what you'd I... have to use pencil because they're just gonna nerf it. Oh, they could change, they it. Could change oh, it again. Yeah. Shit. Was it GameSpot magazine? I think it was for what? For uh, the very middle of it was those paper cheat codes, but on for like the fighter games, it would have like people's like ultimate combos. Wasn't and stuff that in like it? the ones that would also come with demo discs like, in the plastic yeah. wraps, and like you'd have to yeah. like. Back in the oh, day. Oh, man. God, that, that God day. damn it. What happened with my life? What made me laugh was the... Uh... <laughs> I think that's the one sad thing about the, the current age of life is strategy guys are going away the dodo, and I, I love them. I grew up on those things. There's still tons of strategy guys. Every game has strategy guys. And now they're doing the it. digital copy, so it's like they're just finding a different format to print themselves on. Right, but... No, the... strategy guides are not dying because there's one strategy guide, and as long as these strategy guides keep coming out, strategy guides are alive and well because they still sell them. It's they the make goddamn money. Madden yeah, strategy guides. Yeah, that's exactly if what I was going to buy. A Madden strategy guide. I'm talking to you. You suck. You're doing it wrong. You You're playing Madden. Suck. <laughs> yeah, Straight that's the up. first problem. What the fuck is a Madden strategy? I've looked through them and I still don't it's understand play, what play the play. shit no is. It. The fucking playbooks are in the game. Yeah, but you have it, so you know. I Sorry, know. <laughs> you have backstory, Brandon. It's, it's not like always about the player ball, stats. right? It's about it's player my stats. coach. Fuck my on. coach obviously has like. Fuck but you. even even then, like yeah, the strategy guide for those games wouldn't make any sense because you can add a player with variable yeah. stats mm-hmm. into it with variable yep. thing. It's it's, a, it's an it, RPG. As soon as you buy the game and no that sense. guide, it changes. It's we'll the minute you make either, an account, because like they make so much money on them, I feel like really sorry for the people who write those. You know how much the people that write those get paid? Like garbage. Like two to five hundred bucks a book. You know the best ones what? that have been written? Marlin. Really close. Dark Souls. Because those ones are written by the actual community themselves. Did you guys see that? Like, if, if you ever looked like on the inside of those mm-hmm. ones, I was only told because people that are into Dark Souls, it's like a huge community. So, I'm like, hey, did you know it's written by this YouTuber? I'm like, shut the fuck. Like, go look and like, there's this YouTube tag. Well, that's a new thing is now. That's like, crazy. Edit edit our wikis and you can uh, write it yourself. Yeah. And basically, you're just getting them to do the work for free, and then people come to your website and read yeah. the strategy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a really cool way to be like, hey. We want the community. We want you to be part of our Dark Souls game. You guys are awesome. We love you. We're not going to pay the yeah. really dirt wage we paid someone to write it anyways. We're just going to have you guys write it for free. You know what strategy guides are also worthless? Minecraft strategy guides. Oh, my God. Changes Those like actually a good. minute. I was going to say, I might actually disagree on that. I have I've I've there's, one, there's ones that tell you, like, oh, this is how you build stuff. I mean, the, have the, you the, seen one, the survival guides? There, there's one that yeah. I thought Those was really cool. cool. I have it was the like Redstone a Redstone one. manual. Yeah, that's the one I have, and I fucking that one's love that really thing. good. The Redstone Manual. Oh, yeah, I, I cool love the Redstone Manual. That yeah. that so thing not all bumpkiss. It, it teaches you how to. Oh, that's different. That's not really a strategy guide. That teaches you how to make that's circuits. Tips and tricks. There's one that's, that's like how to mine and how to use a sword. Like yeah, you're that, that fucking kind of retard stuff. if you need that. But like here's how to build cool. a castle. Yeah. Like it, it, it limits your imagination. You're yeah. ruining the the point of the game, which is the ultimate freedom. You know, but the redstone, like it, te- that's basically an intro guide to electric, being an electrician, because it teaches you how to build closed circuits, open circuits. Like, what's your favorite strategy guide that you have? Ooh, don't start with me. Give me a minute. I got a big, okay, I got a big collection. You're gonna have to go as well because I'm with him. I have okay. like a, I got a pick. I got to comb yeah. through. Them. Mine was the original. I have the big book that has of the Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Game of the Year edition. Um, and it's written by this hilarious, I don't know the guy's name, but it's hilarious. The metaphors in it are funny. It teaches you everything you need to know about the game. 
every every cave. There's like 500 caves in the game, and he everyone in detail teaches you where everything is, nice. describes it, and like the greatest thing is like it's next to the lamp on the chest, three spaces up on a book. Like that's where you find the gem. Like, my favorite one right there is gonna be my Nino Kuni one. I love that book. Oh, you have one? I have Those one. things go for a no, not, lot. No, not the Wizard book. Oh man, it's just a strategy guide. I was gonna steal that. Which run. Book, uh, the Wizard book came in the collector's <laughs> edition. It was the actual like one with the spells. That collector's but edition. That, it was that collector's edition. Which my unicorn? Nino Kuni. Period. Never heard of it. Get out. <laughs> Zach just podcast over. You guys, we're done. We're done. What, Shut it down. What is it? You, you know, do, do you know what Studio oh. Ghibli is? No. Oh, oh come uh, on, Princess Mononoke, like Spirited Away, Howl's Moving up Castle, on Blood and Guts. That's Princess Mononoke. Like you just, I know. Prince, I know in. Princess Mononoke. Okay, the people that Give made that those movies, right? They do all the animation and artwork. They for did it. a game. And that well, was Nino. They didn't do the game. They did, they did the animation, artwork. but still, whatever. It was great. They did the artwork for the it game. Like fucking brilliant. The best JRPG of the PS3. And we're getting Nino Tooney. Yeah. It's I actually Nino Cooney too. I think that the only JRPG worth playing is Lost Odyssey. <laughs> so I was really stupid though. When we went to PSX, they had the they did have the Wizard book, but it was only in Japanese. I would have got it still. And I hesitated. I was like, uh, oh, maybe because it was like. 40 bucks or something just for the book and it. the Japanese copy. I had Shuhei sign and it. And I came back and it was sold out. I was like, damn it, I'm an idiot. I should have bought that. But Guaranteed 250 online, even with Japanese. I wouldn't resell it, but still. I wouldn't resell it either, but man, it's good to know you have that sitting on the shelf. Yeah, right. That's crazy. What about you, Brandon? Favorite strike guide? Honestly, it's just going to go back to a, one of the Pokedexes. And it's just because, like, yeah. honestly, like, so I do tournament play. I spend a lot of time on those, like in the tournament play, building teams and stuff like that. And a lot of, you know, b- being part of like the tournament circuit for Pokemon is knowing Pokemon's abilities, their weaknesses, their strengths, what attacks they can learn. Like there's a whole lot that goes into that. You're so, like a mob boss. Like the way you're wording this to me, you're like, I'm in a circuit, I'm in an inner ring. They call me lead dog. That's right. That's Did how I you use do that, it. I want water types into the ground. We use so much. No, like literally you comb through that book and you're like, okay, so this Pokemon is this and this and it can learn this attacks, which means it's going to be work weak against that. Oh, and wait, it's got special defense, but people are going to hit it with physical attacks. Okay, And it's like, there's like a billion different things that run through your head. So I've like combed through those and books. And then somebody just yeah. comes out with like a key theft or click laughter or whatever. I'm afraid. I'm afraid because you got me back into it. Yes. And I... Are you playing Pokemon now? Oh, yeah. He's always... I've been playing. He's always, always been Last time it. we I've hung out, we drove down. We got him a, ga- a copy of the game. Omega Ruby. He played. He's he's. I'm, a, I'm, almost, I'm almost on the last... Uh, I'm almost Elite Four. I, I stopped playing because I started going back to work. But... Uh, um, shit. But my, my problem with games, work. I, same problem I had with WoW, same problem I had with any of my play, I number crunch Obsessed. because that's what I do for a living. That's what you should do. You number I'm, crunch, I'm a, I'm a, I make a, a tournament team. I'm a critical an, uh, analyst for a business with just numbers on a screen all day long, and I love it. It's my passion. Like, And so when I like that's why I hate Pokemon is because Pokemon, last time I played it, uh, like I got really hardcore into it. There weren't that many Pokemon. It was easy. Oh, there's plenty of Pokemon now. That, now. now it's tripled in size. And now it's a problem. That's, once again, going back to that Pokedex. is like you said, it's tripled in size. So you read through the first Pokedex, you get 150. You can regurgitate. That's pretty easy. Now we're up to like 600. Each one of those and each time, you know, types change. They learn different attacks. They have different abilities. They so that's, add types like fairies. Yeah, like. so that's all stuff you have to regurgitate and remember and keep on track. And you're like, wait, did he have that attack in the last generation or is it in this generation? Oh, and then Mega Evolutions change Pokemon on a fundamental level. Fundam- yep. Yeah, like it changes Pokemon's types. It it's crazy. changes their stats. It does a whole lot to the game. We're like so it's, way off topic already. No, Pokemon is the topic of always. Right? We should that's, have a whole... 
topic dedicated to Pokemon at some Facts. point, though. Facts. But um, Josh's favorite strat guide. Favorite strat guide. Oh, we did I ask said Marwin. Zach's Zach's turn. Zach's turn. Oh, it's on you now. I Took me a bit, and I still have it, and it's not doing so hot because of its age, but I've got a Majora's Mask. Nice. Uh, strategy guide and I still have pieces of that in my house. Yeah, so I've got, the, <laughs> I've got the full thing with the poster inside still. And to this day, that was probably like one of my most used guides because going from Ocarina of Time, figuring it all out, Majora's Mask, the three day system as that age threw me off. And then realizing after I beat the game the first time, there's something called Dighty's Mask. And then I had the need to go back and get all the masks. And that guy was worth a trade gold. Have never beaten Majora's Mask. It is so sad. I don't grieve well. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> you know the story behind Majora's Mask. Why it's got that three day cycle, correct? Do you know it? Because like the moon is going to crash into this town. No, no. Like why the game is written like that? No, I don't know why. Save why space. the game is written like so that? So basically, after Ocarina of Time came out, it was such a success that they were like, "We need you to put out another game. It needs to be in a similar format to that, and we need it done in like." A year. A year, like a crazy Whoa. short amount of time. So the dude was under like immense amount of stress and he was under this super crunch like deadline. Like basically that was all he did was work on Majora's Mask to get it out in their deadline, make it smooth, make it playable. So he wanted to mirror the stress that was put on him to make the game for all the players. In three days. So you had a three-day time limit because he was on such a short time that limit. That also stretches the content of the game because you just have the same content in three different days. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and the, the, and the book taught probably one of the most important things like I could never find in the game, the song of day two, like the second day. Mm-hmm. You would just rewind. Instead of going back to day one, you would just rewind to day two. Filling and it was bo- such a shortcut. Notebook. Oh my god! Right, the thing was such a frustrating. So headache. pain in the butt. Like I still haven't oh, beaten the game because I've never done the temples, but I've gotten close to the bomber's notebook, and you have to do all this stuff. Oh, and and I remember joke. having the book, and I actually couldn't get past the water temple because I have a very real fear of large things underwater. Like yeah, whales. me too. Like, and it's only in video games. <laughs> like, video games like just trigger that for oh, some no, reason. I'm afraid of Shamu. Fuck that guy. <laughs> So, I mean, even from four gamers who've been gaming our whole lives, we obviously all have strategy guides that we still love. We have that connection with. We still go out and buy them. Uh, We maybe don't use them as much as other people do. We might not use them the same way other people. But there is merit there. Um, They've got quality still, whether it's to collect. I really like them. Like when now they, I don't read them so much. But like the full out one came with all the like prints and stuff. stuff I'm more likely to buy buy an art book than I am a strategy guide now. So. If you are somebody who buys strategy guides, let us know what your favorite is. Let us know why you use them. And if you think they're stupid, well, I guess let me know. I was going to yell at you. Tell us your favorite strategy guide down in the comments. And comment and tell Josh all about Studio Ghibli and Nino Kuni. Please. Why you should play it. Link him GIFs. Don't. So you can kind of watch little segments and get stuck in the the magic of Studio Ghibli. It's GIFs. It's pronounced GIF. He just came out of retirement, and he's doing another movie. Throwing that in there. That's hmm. awesome. Animated like the GIF? third time? No. Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Oh, yeah. I heard okay. Either way, you guys, we're going to go to our developer shout out. Developer shout out. We, we appreciate your hard work. Mm, yeah. Our what developer shout out this week is Ken and Roberto Williams, founders of Sierra Games, who started it in 1979, have employed thousands of people over the years, um, and are really kind of like the grandparents of gaming so figured they definitely needed a shout out this week yeah they did king's quest and a bunch of other rpgs they really like have done some awesome awesome stuff for 
they got bought out and it got all got ruined but and got destroyed. Someone's yeah. a little sour over there. They produce. I was, I was about to say, I'm like, you know, what I'm gonna start calling uh, you. I'm gonna call you Peppa because yep. you need to get pepped the fuck up. Yep. Peppa. No, they have some really cool games. A little salty right now, huh, Peppa? I played tons of CR games back in the day. They even did yeah. pinball. Remember the pinball that we were always playing? Ooh. Yep. Yeah, they've also put out all the Hoyle casino games. Yes. Those games were so much fun. They did uh, they did Battle Chess, if I remember correctly. Yep, Battle oh, Chess. Yeah. Oh, Chess God. Awesome. Uh, I know they did one of my favorite games, uh, which is Mission Force Cyberstorm, which is Battletech. But you get to like control, uh, you get to make your mechs, and then you get to make your things, uh, like the pilots called Bioderms. And you got to put them in, and if they died, they died for real. And like you had to like monitor. It was way way ahead of its time. Super awesome. Um, but they also did the uh, Earth Siege series, uh, which which is awesome. So it's really cool to kind of look back on people who've like made such an impact on gaming, who maybe aren't doing it anymore for whether it's good, bad, you know, whatever the reason is. Um, just to like kind of see like this is the stamp they left, and like kids nowadays may never even know who they are, but almost everything they play. This probably has some influence. That Sierra logo, like that across the mountains, was like as synonymous as the Disney logo. The to, castle, yeah, like. to me, because I remember you had to start those games up in DOS. Yep. And so when you saw that logo, that means you did good. Wasn't the Lion King fucking Sierra? Didn't they yes, do that? the Lion oh, King. Yeah. Uh, I also had Be Our Guest, which was the, the the Disney one was also there. I mean, Sierra, they're they're super influential. I mean, they've done. Tribes, like when it comes to multiplayer shooters, you got tribes. Like yep. they've they really uh, made tribes aerial assault, right? Yeah, they did I all the, the shit out of that so game, and it just got patched recently. So really, pretty much, if you're playing a game now, somewhere down the line, some sort of influences most likely come from a Sierra game. Oh, so thank you for all your guys' work, you guys. Thank you for everything you've brought to gaming. Thanks for making my childhood. Fat Island yeah. and Insert Disc Four. We love you. Love you. And now it's time to go to our pig pen question of the week, which you can leave your questions by leaving it in the comments below or tweeting at us at, at fatgaming.com or fatgaming, fat isle gaming, huh? At fat isle gaming. Yep. Not or you com. can just go to at insert this form and we'll relay the message over to them. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> to them. We see them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. They won't listen to you, they won't tweet back. I'm this getting gray hair from this question. We haven't even started. Like, I just glanced over, and I'm like, really wishing I put blinds <laughs> on because, like, I don't okay. want to see that. Pig pen question of the week comes from Jason Holm. Hume. 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 Your last name is now Holm. <laughs> Deal with it. Damn Holm. You don't get to change it. <laughs> That's your last name now. All right. You better change it on Cheers, Facebook. Cheers, dear. <laughs> if you were to create your own game, what genre would it be, and what would the story be? Peter. It's hard because I don't know if I'd make a story-based game. I've never been very creative. I'd make like a more gameplay game. The snake that makes sense. Yes, two point two-headed snake. Just remaking like snakes and ladders as a whole like three D game. <laughs> it's totally off topic. <laughs> no, I'd probably do something like in the style of, like Shovel Knight, like jumping or like time-based or something. That's more what I'm interested in. I like being told stories. I don't like telling stories. What's your main character's name? If I was to tell a story, main character would be Holmes. Jason Holmes. Jason Holmes. Boom. <laughs> um, if I was to like write a story, it'd be something probably like really adult. I like those adult stories, as I've said before. Tell something different, and it, nobody probably would buy it. But yeah. It'd be rated A for amateur. Amateur. Ooh. Sure. Um, Ouch. All right, we're going to jump table. 
Nope. Keep going. Over to you, Zach. You first. Zach, what's <laughs> nah, your game? You, man. Come on, oh, Zach. You, I'm still piecing together. The plot has a twist. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> the plot has. He's going <laughs> to have a twist. But it's going to have a twist. It's going to go inception us over there. Okay, we're going to jump to you then. Well, um, there's not very many games set in the Viking period. Um, one of the more recent that I played was uh, the Mountain Blade series, the Vikings expansion, which was a lot of fun. It had a lot of cool aspects in it. But I think what it would be is uh, you would be you would start out as a Viking raider. Um, and I would, I don't know, I think it would be probably third person action. Yes. Um, with like kind of like cool, like stealth in place. Cause the Vikings are all about stealth, you know, yep. coming in the end of the morning. So, you know, high fidelity graphics, you know, particle effects as it is, but you, you play as a Raider, you start out, you learn the game as you fight. And as you fight, you gain wealth as it is. So that's what you get. Cause it gets divvied out. And then you take that wealth and you go home and you have like a farmstead that you kind of control like your home base where you get to build different parts of it. And then as you build your wealth at home and build your wealth um, elsewhere, you start to gain more land, more people follow you, eventually buy your own boat, and then eventually maybe you become a Jarl and a king after that. And I kind of want to have an open-ended story to where maybe you can choose not to go home and keep your kingdom and start uh, like a new farm in like England or Scotland or wherever you go to and kind of have like a, like kind of like a, you build your bases as you go and, you have that, that string of wealth, and so there's like an economy aspect to it. There's a fighting aspect to it. There's a, I want there to be uh, like control your troops versus like yelling kind of thing where you know how you have those action games where you tell people how to maneuver as you go into it. You know, cool. And I think that would be super badass, a lot of fun, and um, I would make it, um, you know, very realistic to how the Vikings fought. You know, very short sword and board. Not everyone had a sword. You know, you know shield day, spear day. You know, kind of stuff, and uh, just pure visceral combat. It was so much fun. Leg day. There's no plates. No, I could. I said. I could see day. that being a game. I think it would speak very much about you. I think that'd be a really cool game. Now, so. give it a Sounds name. Like a game. Huh? Give it a name. Ooh, that should be the curve on those. You have to title it now. Okay, so your character's name is Vi, and the game is called Vi King. No, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I, I was waiting. You had me. I was like, "There's I know, more." You like There's leaned more. in. You I were like, like, "Yes." I think. I think it would. I think I'd probably just call it like Saga. I can. I can jam yep. up to that. So if I had a game, Saga Vikings Tale. Ooh! Ooh! Yeah! Ooh! Yeah! Oh, Don't leave yeah. him. Leave him hanging. Blind. Take it back. Take Peter, it back. Name it real quick. We'll double back. I even it. come up with like like a plot. That's fine. Name it. <laughs> Zach's adventure. No, Jason. No, it's gonna be about you. Hume's adventure. No, it's gonna be about you. Jason Hume's the main character. But it, if it's Jason, it can't be me. No, you don't even know yet. The whole the whole <laughs> point of the game. It's a twist. <laughs> it's gonna start off with Jason Holmes going to your birthday and not having a present, and then the whole thing is you're playing as him trying to find the perfect present in my own house for Zach. It's a horror game. You have to re-give something in my house. Oh, that's a great VR game. Yeah. Okay, so my game would actually be like almost an extension to a game. Um, it would be a zombie game. But it would be like a truly like living zombie game. It'd be first person, but it would be like a living environment MMO. You build a character, you create your character, you get stats, everything like that. You actually get to build your base. Other people can build bases together. You can raid each other's bases. You could be a dick. You can be whatever you want. If you get bit by a zombie, you die. You become a zombie. You play as a zombie. Now you can give that character up and start a whole new character as a human, but then that zombie is now played as an NPC. So whatever stats you had, if you had strength, speed, anything like that, that zombie now has all that. If you have, like, weapons, yeah, like, 
if you're wearing armor, the zombie now has that armor and it's played as an NPC. Now, so as now, a zombie would be be any way like say you're playing a zombie, would there be any way to like earn like go back like not be zombie anymore? Is there a cure? Is there a cure for zombie? Maybe there could be. That could be like end game where maybe there's like different. Your other character finds your NPC to bring you back. <laughs> oh my god! Do. Yep. Bring you back, and then you can play as that character again. But that'd be like really cool because it'd be like a living MMO. Some people might go out there just want to get super specced as a human, go become a zombie, and then just go terrorize people. So like maybe as a zombie, you don't pick up items, but you have like a whole new like skill tree. So you could like totally spec yourself as a human, turn to a zombie, and then respec yourself completely I'm as a zombie. Like flashes of evolve, like the monster just coming in, barreling through hunters, and then I'm seeing like. H1Z1 stuff, Left for Dead's crossing through my mind. I was going to say, that reminds me a lot of uh, Daisy already. I mean, because yeah, the, ba- the base building light. aspect of it, um, you have like the whole foraging, um, but the becoming a zombie, you do not have. Yeah, so oh, it, obviously it'd be like a lot of portions of games that already exist, um, but I think that'd be really cool. Like your character can maybe only hold so much, so you send like a scavenging party out to go find wood because your base just got attacked by a horde of zombies, so you need to refortify. You need to find wood. So yeah, you need to like send the people out there, and then you like fortify and grab all that stuff to like rebarricade. And you also have to keep up on water. If not, what your about, characters will die. Like, what about building like cells? So if you had a zombie self that died, and you find that character, you can hoard him to a cell until you can cure him. Yeah, so you could do like different things like that. You could trap them. Maybe to find a cure, you have to trap enough of them and do enough experiments on them. Somebody has to spec themselves as a scientist to be able to learn how to do oh that stuff. God. Like you could get so in depth with it. It could be like a really fun, like living MMO. You could like, okay, we're going to like the four of us are going to play and like Peter's going to go spec to go like adventuring and foraging. And you're going to spec to be a scientist. You're going to spec to like protect the base. Like everybody would have like a different role oh, and it would be like be a hunter class that uses a dog. There cannot be. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally invested in this idea. I'm just like, Whoever's out there listening to this, make this game. I don't even want the rights for it. Okay, I just want to copy the, the game. Cool, I want to release it. It's out there. I want to copy this the game. Lost at sea before it comes out, so I can do a review on it. That is that's all I ask for. That's it. Oh my god. That's it. That's so. I'm like actually excited sitting over right? here. I'm like, that's a good idea. Your idea was great too. But man, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just just like that uh, that truly like living environment where like every every time you go do something, every time you go on an adventure, like it could mean. Your character's permanently dead. And, of course, those people who go out there and deal with the zombies are going to be, like, wearing tons of armor and stuff because they're oh like, I don't want to get bit. You do get bit. Now that you have this fucking, like, badass zombie, like, specked out in full armor and, like, you're trying to, like... Kill him and get your shit back. Okay, well, yeah, but you got to kill him. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, this, like, entire, like, living like back and forth. You and feed... The, yeah, I was like, you feed the zombies your own compromise there. It's yep. crazy. So, yeah, it would be, like, it'd be back and forth and, like... I don't know. I think it could so be like a really interesting game. How settlers start out? So hear me out, right? Yep. How does there, if everybody enters the world same day, everybody's a living person, do they have to fast first and then die by not paying attention and then they become a zombie? Well, that'd be the fun thing. So maybe you start off with game starts, everybody's fine. The developers drop in. There's like a hundred zombies, but you don't know where they are. So you're just walking around like the first day. You're like you spend that first day, and you better be fucking scavenging. You better be hitting supermarkets and finding food. <laughs> you know the plot just, of the game. Just, just, like, just, just like, like it would happen in real life. Stores. Just like in everyone, real life, everyone would flip out. Everyone would raid every store possible. Yep. Oh but then on that God, point, then on it. that point though, there's friendly fire on at all times. So you can go kill somebody else over the box of Twinkies. Over the box of Twinkies. And then, so that, so the very beginning of the game, 
Yeah. So the very beginning of the game would literally just be people fighting each other to get supplies, and then, then all of a, a sudden, zombie can come one, out and wreck your boat. And then all of a sudden, like middle, you're in the middle of a city, you're in the middle of a supermarket, you're like just killing other people. You're like, yeah, I got fucking all the shit. Next thing you know, you go to leave, and there's fucking zombies flying everywhere. So you're like, nope, I'm boarding up this fucking place, and you just fucking hunker down, and that's your base from now on until you get a big enough crew. You've got to trust people to let them in so that they don't kill you and take your stuff. Can I give you another crazy plot in there? Okay. So if you're you, in, you one, I'll do one. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to add, all right? So communications, like, you know how, like, you have, like, your chat systems, like, on Xbox, PC, and PlayStation? Those are disabled. You can't use those in the game. Otherwise, you can't talk to each other. Only game chat? Only in-game chat. But when you go distant, once it, like, clocks you from another player, you have to be on walkie frequencies. And if the battery dies, there's no talking. Yeah, there's no talking. That's it. You have to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is great. (laughs) Here's another one. Uh, Each server has a a set number of uh, player spawns. And once those are gone, the... Game's over. That's just server zombies. That, done. that server shuts down. They make a new one, and, and then so that way they can redo that opening sequence. Yeah. And vice versa, if enough people get the cure and you cure all the zombies, then that server is now cure. It's a healthy one, and that game ends because you've defeated the cure. And then the play- you've defeated the players the- will get like a bonus for being on that server, and then you start a new game, like a new game plus. You get to start with a bunch of stuff, stuff. but you've defeated oh the outbreak. Yeah, and then so you could go either. So the whole point is to get your server to either. Die is from zombies or cure your server. That's a cool PvP. And then aspect. it should have like a tally because you know how like some of these international games, it's like China, America, <laughs> South, East, or whatever. It says like how many servers have been infected and then how many have been saved. And like yeah. whenever you log in to start, it tells you what the count is out of everything. I'd still be curious to like Ooh. how the server evolves over years. So what they should do is have that like you said MMO. Yep. They can expand it by different cities. So like at some the point the military like, shows up. Like, at some point they're like, oh, you can now oh, drive yeah. to Boston and people like go over there and start new over there. But I still want to be able to go back to the old. So city you could and but see. no. But you could say like, okay, you started off in New York and New York is like full of zombies but you're quarantined off so the rest of the world is just living life normally but then it's like new expansion comes out and we've added this city and yeah, now you, you now drive down there you got like two or three days to drive down there and then eventually the zombies are gonna walk from new york so you're gonna yep. like they're coming I, oh man I, what if you I play can. from starting in one quadrant of the states and then you back up in each server over to the other side yeah. yep i oh. i can tell you uh that i could speak to a certain amount of like arma 3 like map developers and we can make a very rudimentary version of this in Arma. Let's make it happen, you guys. We're gonna start some sort of petition. I don't know. We're gonna pick somebody. We're gonna pick a developer, <laughs> kickstart it, None and then we'll just developers. And then we'll, we'll just give learn. the money to somebody else. We'll just be like, we'll, oh, we'll do we'll pick up Blindhead Studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pick them up. <laughs> All get, right. Get fucked. So <laughs> after my game, we've talked enough about it. I had a lot of fun with it. Zach. Top my game. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'll set the presence right now. Everything after this minute is just downhill from here, right? So mine, it has to be an RPG. That's what I'm faithful to, right? So it have like a different. It have a different spin on it. Plot is civilization is kind of tapped on uh, technology. You're now at the point where you're realizing that you, as humans, were actually dropped off to colonize Earth from another planet, but now. Mother Planet, the essential, the first one, is coming back to ream the crops of that. They're glad that you made, you know, ge- geometrical changes to the Earth. They can now take what resources this place has. You did a great job. They want to bring you home. All the citizens are freaked out. Nobody knows what's going on while they're digging all this other stuff. They find, like, magic and relics of stuff of old. 
and then that's used to combat like the science of like the original Earth that like sent us over here to to colonize this one. So you have like this main character and cast that like doesn't believe about being stripped from the homeland that you were raised on and like your family and your friends and all this other shit. So you're fighting this place that said you did a great job. Time to come home. Come back to us. As and a true RPG, but I have the option to side with the other people. No. Way to not make it an so, RPG. No. So this is not a, yeah, you play from the one thing here because you're going to go through a whole bunch of hurt. You're going to get developed with these characters. If I gave you options, you could just pick whichever one you felt better with. You, so more, I have to make you go through a story. So more of an action RPG then. More of an action turn-based RPG. Would, you, like. would you call not it turn-based, Destiny? Call it. No, hell no. Sounds like Destiny. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, you made fun of mine. Because like I'm trying to like blend like two things. Really like I like Star Ocean quite a bit from an RPG perspective, and I like Legends of Dragoons from like a mythical like Knights of Old stuff. Yeah. So just like kind of like, can you imagine pitting those two? Like you have somebody coming from another planet saying, "Hey, did a great job. We're actually going to rip the Earth apart now. You know, you guys can come back with us. You did a great job. You know, thousands of centuries later." we want to take you back home and you can see what motherland was like. You, you guys are the survivors of what we needed. You know, you've done all this great work. We're going to take you back. And then everybody's like, no, fuck that. And while they're doing their excavating, they find like these relics that were used to push them away the first time they bring those back. So I think that'd be really cool. So I'm interested in seeing what you guys, uh, like I said, I know a lot of us probably have video games that we've all thought about and wish would come out. If you guys have any really cool ones, leave them in the comments below. Let them know. Tweet them to us. You can do it at file. I'm so sorry. What's the name of yours? Name it. I don't know. Citizen Zero. Maybe. Well, like a cross through the zero, but it's like a Maybe. Hand slash. But Citizen Zero, that's the first person to receive a deadly uh, virus. Yeah. Or Done. A disease. It's the, the host. Citizen Zero, a cling adventure. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It might be like foundation. Cling on to life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love Done. it. All right, you guys. Seriously, though, let us know what you think. Like I said, leave it in the comments below. If you have any cool games, tweet at us at, at Fat Isle Gaming. Tweet it at Insert Disc 4. Let us know, you guys. And, of course, if you guys have any questions, same thing. Leave them in the comments. Tweet them to us. Send us a message on Facebook. You can find us both there, Insert Disc 4, Fat Island Gaming. Uh, let us know what you guys think, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Pig pan question. You did it. You smell toast. You prepped yourself. You prepped it. You didn't do your tongue ties first.